we just we have children and we want to be parents, but then it's so busy and we're so tired and we're just trying to keep up. And you said we're surviving parent parenthood. Yeah. Right. And that I think I think so many of you listeners out there, and I, I know you're feeling that way too. Like I know so many of our listeners feel that way, that they're just surviving. They haven't maybe even had a chance to stop, or maybe today is that chance to stop and mm-hmm. start to go, what is the purpose of this? Like, why are we doing this and what do we really want? Welcome to Motherhood 2.0, where we're taking motherhood to the next level. I'm Dr. Christina Hibbert, your host, clinical psychologist, speaker, author, and oh yeah, mom of six and mother of the year for Arizona, here to help you overcome, to become, and yes, to flourish as we grow through motherhood together instead of just going through it on our own. Be sure to visit my website, drchristinahibbert.com, as well as join our Facebook group, Motherhood 2.0. All right, everybody, let's get growing. All right, everybody, I am thrilled today to be talking about something that is so important to us, which is skills of parenting, and particularly how can we parent on purpose. And today's guest has written a book called Just That, Parent on Purpose. So I want to welcome to the show, Amy Carney. Amy, welcome to Motherhood. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. And, you know, Amy and I connected a while back, gosh, through social media. Did we find each other online or something? Yes. we. Yes. Yeah. I found you. I was listening to, I think, 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. That's right. Out of, out of Chicago. And um, and then I just loved, loved your your work. And then I'm like, wait a minute, she's here in Arizona too. Right. Yeah. I know. And then I'm like, I got to get you on the show when you have your book out and you were writing a book and we met up at the, at a bloggers conference. So anyway, it's been really fun. And we even got to do a little event a few weeks ago together. So thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to share your work with everybody, but first let me tell everybody a little bit about you. So Amy is a former journalist and she's currently a writer and she's been writing about intentional parenting and family life on her blog, which is Amy, A-M-Y, Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y, amycarney.com. So be sure to check that out. She also has been doing freelance print and online um, work in her writing as well. And she just finished and authored and published her first book called Parent on Purpose, A Courageous Approach to Raising Children in a Complicated World. And we're going to be talking about that today. Amy actually started her company, Parent on Purpose, to help other parents just like us to equip us and empower moms and dads during this you know journey of 18 and sometimes plus years of <laughs> trying to parent on purpose with our kids and that's what she does through her writing speaking in classes and events and she and her husband of 21 years Keith are parents to 17 year old triplet sons and a 15-year-old daughter and a newly adopted 12-year-old son. So she has got her hands full too. She's in the (laughs) thick of it, just like all of us. So I'm so glad you're here, Amy. And oh gosh, what a treat. I'm so happy to talk about your book. So let's just start by talking about this idea of how we can have, how we can as parents take, take, you know, this perspective of having courage to raise our children differently than maybe everybody else seems to be doing. And I, I feel like we live in this world of like comparison, especially with social media and all these outlets where we see everybody's every move online all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to compare, right? So so where do we begin as far as when we're trying to parent in the way we want to do and we know is right for our children? 
Right. Well, I think that we just have to stop and slow down. And um, I just found myself, like, from the moment my triplets were born, and then I had another baby 18 months later. Oh, I mean, geez. I just was reacting to, to what happened. I mean, came my way naturally, right? Raising four babies at mm-hmm. one time um, mm-hmm. just caused me to survive motherhood. And so I just found that's um, – there was a point, I don't know, 10 years into the journey when I just said, what is this? Like, I am not enjoying – raising these kids. I'm just reacting to what comes in my way and I feel stressed and I'm overwhelmed. And so, um, we just came to the point where we were like, what, what are we doing? We're just racing around and, um, just crazy and chaotic. And, Mm -hmm. um, we had to just stop and say, what is the purpose of this? Why did we want children in the first place? You know, we have these four healthy, beautiful children and we're not enjoying this. We're just reacting, um, to what comes our way. And, Mm surviving parenthood. And we knew we needed to make a change, major change. And so we ended up buying an RV and pulling the kids out of school and off all their, out of all their organized activities. We, we quit our jobs and we just journeyed around the United States for seven months, wow. regrouping re, I mean, and, and obviously I don't even know if I recommend that to, to people, you know, necessarily. <laughs> um, but it wow. was something we needed to make a major shift and yeah. stop the craziness that was our life. And yeah. just, regroup and think, what are our priorities? And we were not living into our priorities. And what we had, what we said was important is not, was not our reality. Mm. And so we wanted to live out our values and live out our purpose and live out what we were saying is important. Um, And it's really hard to do in culture today. That's right. I love that. I love that. So you like, this is like, this is your experience. You guys actually did have that courage to totally do something out of the box. I mean, talk about out of the box, literally out of the house. That is the box. Like, you know, you're going out and doing this whole adventure. And, and I think what you said is so important that we, we just, we have children and we want to be parents, but then it's so busy and we're so tired and we're just trying to keep up. And you said we're surviving parent, parenthood. Right. And that I think I think so many of you listeners out there, I, I know you're feeling that way, too. Like, I know so many of our listeners feel that way, that they're just surviving. They haven't maybe even had a chance to stop or maybe today is that chance to stop and mm-hmm. start to go. What is the purpose of this? Like, why are we doing this and what do we really want? And you yes. guys did that. Well, we did that because I I saw that the, the kids are getting older and I'm going to lose all four of them in one year. I mean, mm-hmm. my triplets graduate high school next year. They're going to go. And then my daughter goes the year behind. And so it was like, wait a minute, I don't want to get to the end of this and have regrets and feel guilty and be sad. And I, unfortunately I'm seeing this all the time in mothers. I'm seeing them launch their babies, right? They're they're young adults and they have so much sadness and regret because they didn't stop and, and take the time to live into their purpose or enjoy it, Mm -hmm. right? Enjoy the journey. And so I didn't want that. So we, we had to make that major change and it's made all the difference in our family. And that's how the book stems from that courageous decision to take that trip. Wow. That's amazing. And, and what a good example for everybody else. I mean, like you said, you don't necessarily recommend it and not everybody has to do something so major, but just to be able to, even just today to, to hear what you're saying and to stop and go, wait a minute. Am I parenting on purpose? Am I actually doing things the way that I want them to, to go and that my kids need them to go and, and not just reacting day to day? Right. Like who's like, I, I was saying like popular culture was totally writing our story, right? Our family mm-hmm. narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just doing what we thought we had to do, um, mm-hmm. what we were being told to do, what everyone around us was doing. And we decided, you know what, we're going to pick up the pen. 
and write our family story, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to live into, we're going to live out the scenes that are going to create the legacy that we want to live, but it's hard to do. Yeah. Once you get courageous and start doing that, it's so exciting. And motherhood is now um, exciting for me. Oh, I you love know, that. yeah, because you've created it to be that way, right? Well, it's a mindset shift too. You know, yeah, it's a pers- sure. it's a perspective, right? Because you talk, so you talk about um, the idea of like building the perfect resume as a parent mm-hmm. versus you know, like doing it your way, right? So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I just found us getting caught up in um, you know the kids, and once they enter school, you want them in the best school, and then you begin wanting them with the best teachers, and you want them getting the best grades, and um, all of a sudden, you st- all these goals become worldly success without mm-hmm. you even realizing it, right? And mm-hmm. it becomes a, it's a very competitive, performance-driven environment mm-hmm. that our kids are growing up in. And we are falling into that trap. Mm-hmm. But when we stopped and said, is this really what success is for us? It's not, right? Um, and so how can our kids still be involved and do well in, in school and their activities, but yet it not be the focus of our family story? Yes, I love that. And get away from that idea of having to be this perfect kind of parent that everybody says is perfect and the way to do it. And instead, right. listening and trusting yourself and your family and what you exactly. need. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and okay, so let's talk about that idea. You mentioned like this idea of success in parenting. So how can we, I mean, I know you talk about re, needing to redefine that success. So like, where do we begin for those who are feeling like, okay, I'm I think what you're saying, Amy, is true for me. Like, I'm kind of caught in that trap of feeling like I need to keep up with what everybody else is saying I need to do. How do we help people to start to redefine that word success, especially when it comes to parenting? Well, um, for one, I take um, I took one of my kids and was looking at his life. Like, um, he's a competitive travel hockey player, right? And so mm-hmm. his time is consumed with that sport. And so when I look at a picture of him playing that sport, he, he looks very successful. He is successful in that. He gets good grades. Um, he, everything looks successful about that. But if, if that's all he is when he, you know, when he leaves my home, is this good hockey player and this good student, is that success to me? Mm. And, I say, and I say, no, I mean, that's good for him. But success to me is someone who can go out into the world and contribute and love other people, love mm. God and love other people. That's mm-hmm. always been our focus. And mm-hmm. so is that hockey player loving God and loving others? I, maybe, maybe, but there's got to be other ways that I can um, show him and teach him how to be that person. And so we've begun um, making a mind shift. So for, say, instead of taking vacation, um, an entertaining vacation, we've decided to start taking mission trips and mm. take the kids with our, um, the kids' dentist goes on medical missions to the Yucatan. And mm. so we um, try and go annually with them and do that trip. Um, and that's now our vacation, right? Because that more meets our, the goal we want, um, for our, for our children. And it gets really hard because you get caught up thinking, well, he's going to fall behind, right? If he doesn't go to all these hockey camps that everyone else is going to, he's going to fall behind. And then you say, well, I don't want him to fall behind. And then you say, well, you know what? Forget the mission trip. He needs to do this hockey. And at the end, that's not writing the scenes of the story we want to tell necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we always say, yeah. So, I mean, so much of our time is devoted to their activities and their sports, but there's got, we've got to be able to pull away from that and show them what it is that's really important in life. And Mm -hmm. we've got to give them opportunities to build the character that we want our children to have. 
Absolutely. So, so, so important. And I think as we, like you say, we redefine what success in parenting looks like for us and what success in our own lives looks for us, then we help our children to understand it in a new way too, other than what the world is constantly telling them that you have to do to be successful, right? Right. Yeah. And so purposefully, you guys are changing that dynamic in your household through vacations, through the activities that you're doing and, you know, kind of trying to put that meaning into you know, success is kind of like finding your purpose and meaning in life and doing service and these important things that matter to you. Right. And I think we have to be careful of the messages that we're sending to. I have to really be mindful of, you know, if I say that straight A's and, um, you know, all this performance isn't important, I have to be very careful about the messages I'm speaking to them and um, saying to them in our home too, because, um, you know, you see them get a lower grade and, or whatever. And I got to be very mindful about how I approach that and how I talk about it and, how um, we we do expect, you know, excellence. I mean, God gave you a healthy brain and a healthy body, and um, you can work hard, but yeah. it's not, straight A's is not the end goal, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just not. And and we can get caught up in that, all the kids and, and us. That's right. Yeah. Um, so easy to do. So I love, I love the idea of um, you have, you suggest writing a parent- uh, a, a parent purpose statement to kind of help us to kind of clarify from the beginning what we're trying to do. And this is awesome. I feel like for the brand new parent and the one that's like us kind of like more in the middle where kids are leaving and some are still home or or even those who are empty nesters and you know what, you need to know how to parent, how you want to parent on purpose your older children, you know, that yeah. are out of the house, right? So um, tell us about that. Like how do you, um, what does that involve? Well, I mean, all companies have a vision statement, a mission statement, right? To, to hold yeah. them accountable to, to the, you know, to their business. So why do we not do that for our family? Why do mm. we not do that in our parenting? And so on that RV trip is when my husband and I kind of began to get clear on what is it we really want. And it's mm. too hard to do that when you're in the day to day and the hustle of, um, the busyness. So we just have to slow down and, it's easier, I think, to start looking at what we don't want, right? Like, it was easier for me to say, um, I don't want to raise entitled kids. Like, we have an entitlement problem today, you know? I don't want to raise entitled kids. So I started there, right? If mm-hmm. we don't want to raise entitled kids, right, then what do we need to do differently? Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty easy, you know? And you can start naming, if, I wanna, if we want to raise hardworking kids, mm-hmm. how do we do that, mm-hmm. right? And so we started with what we don't want. We don't and, um, and, and in my book, I walk through that exercise mm. and in the, and then in the back of the book is our parenting purpose statement and what we came up with. I love that. And, um, and I always say, start general, start big like that. And then we kind of have done them every six years, like, ah. because it's hard to do when you have a infant to really know what you want as an 18 year old. Right. So say, Look six years ahead. What that six year old will be going to school and what, what do you want for that six year old going to school? Yes. You can, you can break it down smaller. Um, but I just feel like you can't, we would never jump. I would say we would never jump in a rowboat in, in a river and just let the current take you where it might. Right. We, we would paddle ourselves ourselves to where we want to go. So why do we jump into motherhood, into parenthood and just let popular culture take us, um, where it wants to go? Like, no, we need to pick up our oars and paddle toward a destination, um, in the best way that we can. 
I love that. That is such a good visual for all you visual, visual learners out there to understand because it's so true. We don't just like go river rafting and sort of just like, oh, okay, whatever. We're just going to float along here and who knows where we'll end up or yeah. if it's safe or whatever, right? Yeah. That's, but, but you're right. I think so. And people joke all the time and say, oh, parenting doesn't come with a manual. And it's true. You know, you, it just right. doesn't. So maybe we need to write our own manual. And that's kind of our oars, digging into the water and trying to steer a little bit and figure out actually where we want to go versus just going with the flow. Right. And it's not yeah. about creating an outcome because I think people think that, right, that we're trying uh, yeah. to create an, an outcome. Point. And it's that's not at all what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't think parenting on purpose, but it is about creating opportunities and steering them in a direction that you want to lead them. Um, mm. I just think culture is too chaotic. Mm-hmm. It's too crazy and it's and technology, right? We're distracted. Um, it, I almost feel like you have to know where you're headed to be able to, to parent well today. Yes, that's right. You have to have that vision in order. I say that all the time too, kind of like for anything and especially yeah. with parenting, like you have to have that vision of where you wanna go in order to get there. Right. You know, you've got to have a map in order to know that you're going to get to the right place, right? So yes. that's kind of what you're talking about with this purpose statement. And also, you know, just this idea of, I think I think what you just said was really important too. It's not about the outcomes. And, you know, as, I, as I've been doing my Mastery of Motherhood, we're doing a Mastery of Motherhood challenge right now. And that's one point I keep trying to drive home that it's not, again, the fruit of motherhood is not how your kids turn out, it's how we turn out. And the fruit of parenthood is, you know, it is, I mean, yes, we want our kids to be great people, but also we want to develop ourselves too and have the kind of life that we want. And you don't always have control over how your kids turn out. So it can't be about the outcomes. It just can't, right? They're going to be who they're going to be, whether we like it or not. (laughs) Hopefully we like it, but why not, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I say the biggest thing is that we need to be the example. We need to live our life out, right? According to our our values, living out our values. And then they'll, they'll, they'll watch us do that and learn more from seeing us live our life than, than just by listening to what we have to say. So amen to that. Yes, absolutely. If they, if they hear us say one thing, but we're living another, then they learn that, well, you can really say one thing and do another and you don't really have to live up to, to what you say. That's right. Um, And so that, I just think it's really important to really, um, try and walk our talk the best way that we we can so good so important and i and i really love that because you were talking about you know kind of first of all like kind of living being true to who we really are and what we really are saying and not just saying one thing and being a hypocrite and doing the other um, which i know we parents have all caught ourselves doing it one time or another but hopefully we can admit (laughs) and then just sort of you know move on um apologize and move on But um, I also loved what you said about creating opportunities. It's not about outcomes. It's about opportunities here and now. And and I really like how in the book you've separated the three parts um, into the the lead, love, and launch. So I wanted to just kind of touch on those because I really think those are really helpful ways to sort of think about you know, when you're trying to parent on purpose, that these are elements that we need to focus on. So Mm -hmm. like you said, having that vision and then giving them those opportunities and then also leading the way. So talk yeah. to us a little bit about leading. You know, you, you do mention visualizing the end and we've talked a little bit about that, but um, what are some of the things that have come up as you've written this book and been working on mm-hmm. this as far as how we need to be leaders for our children as parents? Yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest things um, that I'm seeing, um, and I, I was falling into the trap too, of becoming um, my, a friend to my child, right? And mm-hmm. um, it's when our child really needs a parent. And so mm-hmm. how do we 
have connection and yeah. close relationship without being a friend, right? We still need to, to lead them. And so I say that, um, I, and I see it a lot, that kids say, I'll give an example. So our kids, we after the RV trip, we decided that we were going to start sending them off to sleepaway summer camp for a period in the summer because that was something that we thought would meet our end goal. Mm-hmm. Well, they were not happy about it. The kids <laughs> were not like having it. They were not like, what? You know, they weren't happy about it. <laughs> but we still chose to. I think them. after being in an RV for that long, they, you know, you probably <laughs> did need that summer camp, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, or I mean, just just different um, things that getting a job. We expected them to get a job when they turned 15, 16 years old to help pay for the phone and the gas. Well, no, they're not happy about necessarily getting up at, and being at work at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Right. And sometimes we forget that happiness isn't the goal. Like. Too many times our kids are saying, you know, they're not happy. And then we're afraid to, to still push through, um, what it is that we're trying, the opportunities that we're trying to create for them to become these people, these stronger adults that we want to send into the world. And so too many times today, I think, um, when I'm talking about leading the book, I'm, I'm talking a lot about that. Like be the parent, be confident in your decision that, um, yes, them having a weekend job is for their benefit. You know, you're not doing it to be mean and, and, and all that. And if you ask them if they want to do it, no, they're not going to want to do it. No, there's a lot of things that they're not going to want to do, but we've got to be the parent and the authority figure that knows what's going to be best for them in the long run Yes, and have the courage to say, it's going to be fine. You you know, you're, you're going to be fine. And then watch the fruit of that, of pushing them through some discomfort and uncomfortable things that they maybe don't feel like doing. Right. And they grow into those human beings that we're hoping they grow into because they've had these challenges and we let them struggle. Yes. You know, I think that's so hard as parents, right? We just want to rescue them. Oh, but yeah. I loved what you just said about like, it's not about them being happy all the time. Like that is not, that's not what life's about. I mean, yes, we want to be happy all the time, but we have to grow to that point where, you know, right. like, we have to learn how to do that in our lives. And if we are just coming in and rescuing the kids all the time, um, they're never having to struggle instead of letting them kind of honoring their struggle that that's going to help them grow and become the people that they want to be and that we want them to be. Yeah. And that the world needs them to be. And the world right? needs them to be. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So true. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. And it's not easy. I think this is a tough challenge. I know our listeners probably can relate to this. Definitely. That idea, like you said, even you've struggled and I don't know, I have too, where that, that line of kind of like, okay, I'm and I'm, am I needing, you know, I don't want to be their friend right now. I need to be their parent still. And how do you kind of do that? And also that feeling I think we all have as parents that we want to be cool or we want to, yeah. we want them to like us or, you know, when they hate us or when they're mad at us or whatever, uh, it's the worst feeling. But at yeah. the same time, it's kind of like, well, if my kids, if one of them, you know, I've got six kids. So if one of them dislikes me at any given moment, I'm probably doing a pretty good job. You know, that's probably yeah. pretty good odds. So, you know, it's fine, right? Yeah. We can handle it. <laughs> yeah, somebody told me that um, when I was, when I, when my kids were young, like if your kids say, oh, you're so mean or I don't like you or whatever, that means actually means you're doing a good job. Like that's right. we can't, we can't take it to heart and we know that we're making yeah. decisions that are, we feel are best for them. Yes. So, so, so important. So we can lead them in that way by giving them these opportunities, which, you know, to them probably don't feel like opportunities, right. <laughs> but right. we know better. They are. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. I love that. Okay. And then love, obviously parenting is all about love and it's so, so important, but what are a few ideas for 
those who might be feeling like, okay, I need to love on purpose more versus like, oh, I love my baby because he's cute or I love my kids because they're actually doing well right now. Or, you know, it's it's sometimes hard to love your kids when they are struggling or pushing back or, you know, moody, Mm -hmm. hormonal, whatever it might be. So, um, I mean, obviously we still love them, but how do we love on purpose? Um, Okay. Well, that section is more about as a family, what kind of family culture are we creating and how do we create the family culture that we want to? So I start um, that section off talking about the importance of play Uh, and how um, it's easy when kids are little, right, to play because that's Mm -hmm. all you do. But as they get older, how can you still play in your family? How can you still have fun? How can you still laugh amidst all the busyness, right? Um, Like how do we re- we reframe um, family dinner time as play. Now, my kids have mm. no idea this, right? But in my mind, this is a way for us to have fun and connect and mm, um, and try that. and gather around the family dinner table. We don't get to have a lot of time um, as a family with four teenagers yeah. and then we adopt with our adopted younger son. We're mm-hmm. busy. But mm-hmm. I'm very mindful of the importance of play in our lives. I mean, just play in my life. Forget yes. being a mother, right? Just as a, as a woman. Yes. And this Uh, is so important. I want to like totally emphasize what you're saying because gosh, I think especially we moms, we tend to totally minimize the importance of play in our own lives. And we maybe we feel like we're playing with the kids because they're little and they want to play Barbies and we get down and play with them or whatever. But that's not necessarily what you're meaning by play. There's so many ways to put that into their lives and we need to put it into our lives too because it makes us happier as parents as well. We're going to be better parents when we have that in our lives and when we're engaging as a family in that way, we're going to have that love flowing so much more easily. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So um, I just talk about the importance of prioritizing play and mm-hmm. what that means. It's not getting on the floor and playing games, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it's a culture. It's our family culture. culture and that's what was missing in our family. Um, I wrote a story in there about I didn't even realize that until we were on the RV trip. Mm-hmm. And one night we were in, I don't know, it was somewhere in Indiana. And the kids, it was getting dark. And the kids looked down and they're like, what are those blinking lights? And it was, um, I looked down and it was all these fireflies, right? And my kids had oh. never, I grew up with the uh, fireflies in Indiana, mm-hmm. but they had never seen them. And so on a night when normally at home, we would have been driving the kids all around, um, you know, harried and busy. We were outside catching fireflies together just slowing down and enjoying the beauty of God's creation. And mm. we forget to do that. We look at our kids who are in sports and right, and, and we think that they're playing, but that's no longer the play that our kids need. That's more mm. like a biz- business. Yeah, you're right. That um, is so true. So true. And I love that you said it's like a culture of play, you know? Yeah. 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 And then I, I talk a lot in that uh, section about getting off technology. I mean, dis- disconnecting to reconnect mm. and yeah, uh, it's really difficult. I think it, I mean, technology is taking over childhood. It's taking yeah. over our homes. It's taking over our families. Um, so how can we live with technology and create healthy habits surrounding that in our home? Mm-hmm. Um, so I talk a lot about that and the importance of our kids learning to be bored and solitude. And Oh, I'm, I, I'm so with you on that. I always <laughs> tell my kids that like, don't tell me you're bored because I think it's good that you're bored because then you have to start yeah. to get creative a little bit and use your brain and not just tune out like you do on the electronics, yeah. right? Yep. Jeez. So it's a good thing if they say they're bored. That's right. That's another thing. We're doing a good job if they're That's bored. That's right because <laughs> it is a culture that like kids think they're not supposed to ever be bored. You know, they're constantly entertained and there's so much information and everything's just like 
yeah. coming at them all the time. And so, yeah. And you're right. It prevent it not only, you know, who knows what it's doing to their brain. We'll see when they get older. But um, yeah. but also it I mean, there's definitely that lack of connection with kids yeah. nowadays, even with, with them and their friends, you know, even. Yeah. And, and even like dating, like dating's not even a thing anymore. My kids are like, if I ask a girl on a date, then she's going to think that we're going out. So you have to be going out in order to go on a date. I'm like, what do you mean? How are you supposed to get to know people? That makes no sense. Like, how do you know that you want to go out with somebody until you go on a date? So I know just like this whole culture is so tough because their communication and their connection is so off. And then in the family, of course, that's a big issue, too. So I think that's really important. I'm glad you bring that up in the book. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Disconnect well, to reconnect. I love that. Yeah, that's huge. And then and then yeah. I just talk about the importance of traditions mm. and rituals in our families, unique traditions. And um, sometimes those are going by the wayside now because we're so busy. Mm-hmm. And there's some of the most important things we can be doing um, throughout right. childhood. Right. So again, I think that question that you're bringing up is for everybody listening kind of, okay, so what is what is really more important? What is the most important thing? What does matter most? You know, is it more important that we are getting to all the activities or is it more important that we are building these traditions? Even just something like, gosh, family dinners that are kind of going right. by the wayside, you know, that you talked about. So and I love that right. you said that in your mind, that's playtime. You know, I love that. I'm going to think about that when I'm getting the family together because it's tough. It is hard and it takes a lot of effort and work, right? It does. But it, man. It does. And it doesn't happen. And that's the other thing. You can't beat yourself up because you can't do it all that often. Or maybe you right. can't do it at nighttime. So you do yeah. it at breakfast or you, you just change. It doesn't have to be dinner, right? It's just sometime you're gathering as a family on purpose yeah. around your table and connecting because um, we're, we're so busy. We've got to make sure we're creating relationship, um, and, and close connection in our homes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so important. Okay. And then the third part, so we had lead and love and now launch, which is, mm-hmm. I know where a lot of listeners are or headed very soon to launching children, which is a whole other world. Um, <laughs> oh, but we, but really, I mean, yeah, we think about them launching at 18 or whatever, but Really, that's that process starts when they're little. Like you know, you're hopefully mm-hmm. trying to prepare them for that all along, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's what I say. The the aim all along is adulthood, and we can't forget that. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, part of that on purpose thing piece, right? right? Just like we can't forget that that's the goal is we're trying to get them to be functioning, contributing adults and teach them all that we can while we actually do have them at home. Because it's true. I mean, they do go and they come back and stuff, but it's never the same once they leave home for the first time. And and, and they're also then they're older and, and it's not the same kind of where you have that um, that responsibility in the same way that you do when they're younger, right? Right. So we can start now. And so I like how you say, um, you talk about uh, that's creating space so that we can help children learn the crucial life skills that they need. Mm-hmm. So where mm-hmm. do, like, how do you, as far as your thoughts on that, where, where do, where do people begin? So if, if we have mothers that are listening that are, that have really, really little children, or we have moms that are, you know, about ready to launch their first child or their last child or whatever. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. they can all begin today, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, I, I interviewed several uh, Arizona University deans and professors mm-hmm. and employers and asked them what they see, um, you know, with the young adults that are coming mm-hmm. onto their campuses and mm-hmm. in the workforce. And hands down, every one of them said, 
that they cannot problem solve. Like young adults can't problem solve today. And it's the biggest problem that, that they're facing um, is because they've had, you know, um, a loving intention, uh, you know, unintentionally maybe helicopter hovering mother who's um, helped them all along the way. And then they've yeah. got an, they've got Siri yeah, or an app right. to tell them every move to make. So they've right. never had to make any decisions for themselves. And I think we have to really look at that. And, and I had seen that when my kids were young and I was looking at, um, you know, the mental health issues and on college campuses and everything that's going on. I thought, how yeah. can I do differently? How can I lead my children differently so that they, I can send them onto a college campus competent and making their own decisions. And so, um, we ha- that starts young. I mm. mean, you know, if you've got young kids and they are struggling to tie their shoe, well, you come alongside them and teach them and be patient along that their struggle because they'll struggle, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is we're so busy. We just hurry up and tie the shoe or buy them the Velcro, right? I used to buy the Velcro because I had no time for teaching Mm -hmm. um, shoes. But, you know, we've got to stop and think they have to struggle through tying their shoes to talking to teachers about issues in high school, right, without us jumping in and being involved. And so I just give different scenarios in the book of, um, you know, problems will arise, absolutely. And we've got to stop and realize it's a teaching moment, right? It's a teaching moment. And Mm. We've got to let our kids learn and struggle through it. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to, they're not going to solve the problem how we would. Mm-hmm. Believe, I mean, we're smart, efficient people, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's sometimes very hard for me to let my child struggle through something that I could solve immediately. Yes. Uh, but I, if I'm solving everything immediately, they are going to be the, per- the kid that walks into the dean at college and, and needs their help or needs them to solve it because they, I won't have you know, giving them opportunities to do that in my home. Yes. Yes. So, so, so important. And I'm, gosh, I'm, I love that. I love that you interviewed the deans of of the university to find out because gosh, isn't that so true? I'm always talking to my teenagers, especially about like, you guys don't even know how to like make a plan for, you know, like we had to do, we didn't have cell phones. So if we went to the mall with our friends, we had to have a certain time. And if you were not there, your parents were (laughs) leaving you, you know? So yeah. you had to be there. So like, they don't even know how to make a plan. So my kids come, like my son comes in the other day. He's just turned 18. He's a senior. And he's like, oh, I, can I go to Colorado for spring break? I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's not a plan. Like, I don't know. Can you? Like, with who? Where are you going? How are you paying for this? What do you like? Yeah. You know? So I'm like, come back to me with an actual plan. Right. So, yep. but it is, you're right. It's a lot easier to jump in and make the plans for them or help them figure uh-huh. things out or solve the problem for them. Or, or I think the event we were at a few weeks ago together, um, the one speaker was saying, you know, there's the helicopter moms and there's the lawnmower moms, mm-hmm. right? That, that have to like pave the way and make it all smooth and perfect before the kids come. And that's where we're kind of like, we're cutting down the opportunities for them to build those muscles, you know, to kind of have to overcome those challenges. Yeah. And I feel like this is crucial. I really do. And it I think- is. We all can fall into this, right? Because yeah. we we are caretakers, we're nurturers, we're loving moms. And so yeah. we don't see it in the moment, right? We see it only as love. But if we look to what's going on at college campuses, right? And you see what's going on with the mental health and issues and all of this, then we have to realize that we have we play a part in that. Mm. Like I yeah. play a part, a major part in the strength and resilience and grit of the mm. young adult I send into the world. Yeah. I, we really do. That's I mean, right. how, how they choose to, you know, to deal with things when they're on their own is on them. But it is up to me 
to de- help them develop their inner strength. Yes. Their, emotions, their emotional strength. Um, right. And there's a lot we can do. I mean, there's a lot that's yeah. out of our control, but there's just so much that we can do. And I think a lot of times, like you said in the beginning, we are just trying to survive. And right. so we never stop to make that plan or to think ahead. Like, like I'm really getting inspired by what you're saying. Like, you really have thought ahead as a parent to see, okay, what are they going to have to deal with down the road and mm-hmm. therefore back it up? What do I need to start doing now? What do I need to teach them now? How can I create this culture now? You know, mm-hmm. teach them these skills, whatever it might be. Right. And then yeah. people always say, well, it's too late, right? If you've got an mm-hmm. older child, well, it's, it's too late. It's never too late. I say, sit down tonight. Sit down tonight and and say, you know what? I think I've done too much. I think I'm doing too much. Or I think, you know, whatever it is. And say, you know what? Tomorrow we're going to make a change. And I'm going to... It's never too late. Mm. Right? So true and so important. I know there are people out there right here listening right now that needed to hear that. You know? Oh, that's good. Because I I have to remind myself of that. I mean, I still have to remind myself of that. There's My my triplets are 17 and a half. So... you know, time is ticking and yes. um, there's still things that come up and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't teach you, you know, and then when you have a lot of kids, I forget which kid I taught what, you know, like one of the, <laughs> exactly. you know, the other, the other night I asked one if you could boil, start boiling the water to make pasta. And he's like, how do I do that? And I'm like, oh shoot. Like I taught the others that, but you, I forgot about I forgot it. to you teach know. you. I know. Isn't that true? I feel like that with my youngest, like, oh man, I totally haven't forgot that I didn't teach you that. You were a baby when we had that lesson, you know? Right. Right. Oh, but you so have to funny. go easy on yourself too. Right. Yes, and I just, absolutely. I just have grace for myself, mm-hmm. grace for my children. Um, I want to enjoy this journey because it's ending. It's, it's a short season. Like yeah. it's, it's supposed to be 18, 19 years. And, yeah. um, I don't want to rush through it. I don't want to be a stressed mess through it, right? I want to slow down as best I can in the days that I can Mm -hmm. um, and purposely parent them, you know, toward the end. Mm -hmm. I love that. So kind of as as we're wrapping up here, a question based on what you just said. I know, again, there are listeners out there who are listening right now who are thinking, I don't want to be the stress mess either. I really yeah. do. Want, I really want to enjoy this. And I and I'm not right now. Like right now, I feel like I am barely surviving or mm-hmm. I'm really underwater or whatever it might be. So what do you suggest as far as just a starting point for this idea of parenting on purpose for those who are feeling like, oh, my gosh, I really want to be like Amy. I want to be doing things like you're doing it. I want to be doing things like you mentioned in the book. Uh, obviously a starting point could be get the book. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know, <laughs> but like just today. Okay. While they're waiting for the book to come, cause we're assuming they bought it online, which everybody does. So, um, while they're waiting for the book to come, what can they do today? Well, I think yeah. just sitting down and like, we were talking about that parenting purpose statement. If you, mm. if we just take the time, um, and write down even what's stressing you out today, what isn't working, right? What's mm-hmm. not, what are the things that are feeling heavy for you and then start to look at, well, how can I change that? How can, you know, I said, I think a lot of times we're just doing too much Mm -hmm. and it boils down to that. How can we do less? Um, and what can we hand over to our kids? Um, you know, a lot of times we're serving them so well, we're serving them so much that it's motherhood becomes a burden to us and it doesn't need to be like that. So what can you release, Mm -hmm. right? What can you release to your child, um, that they can be doing for themselves that, can make motherhood easier for you? What can you release off your calendar so that you um, create some margin in your mm-hmm. life? Um, uh, but it's hard to do all that if you don't understand 
your core values and your purpose. Mm, um, that's right. And so, so for some uh, that might be a starting point and some might feel like they understand that better and, you know, right. can start to release some things. But for some, it might be like, I need to get back in tune with what really matters in my life. Cause I don't even know anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it, motherhood is a season. I mean, it, <laughs> it can consume you and it, yeah. and some days, weeks, months are consuming. Right. And that's just, mm. it's a season. Yeah. Some days, some, some months are going to just be like that. Yeah. Right. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. And, and, but it shouldn't always be like that. We should be striving to get over the hump that we're in or out mm-hmm. of the, you know, the situation that we're in, um, and, and enjoy it mm-hmm. and enjoy it because it's that. short, it's short. It is. It really is. <laughs> That's why I had a, such a hard time when my first one left because I knew it was going to be short. And now, I've, I, now I'm about to launch my fourth. So it's kind of crazy. It goes way faster. And it's hard to believe. I know those yes. of you listening who have little kids are like, sure, easy for you to say. Now your kids are uh-huh. older. But I felt the same way when my kids were little. And I would try to just stop and sort of like take in the chaos and and think of the day when they'd all be gone and I'd be sad and lonely and missing mm-hmm. them and like okay just soak it up right now because that's the best we can do because it does go it does go quickly and it there's does. only so much we can do in the time so what i'm hearing you say is for those of you who are wanting to change um, first of all, buy the book, Parent on Purpose. Second of all, sit down today and just start to ponder some of these things. Like start to search yourself, start to look for like what does matter most to me? How, you know, where am I in this parenting journey? And what have I appreciated that I've done so far? And then again, like you said, not being harsh on yourself, but just like what needs some tweaking? You know, what do I actually want to put into my life instead of just reacting? And then I loved your point about um, releasing the things that we just, we don't need. And there's so I feel like there's so many things we moms hold on to just because, I don't know, we're taught to do that or society says we need it or whatever it might be. Um, Right. We just don't need all that baggage. Yeah. No. Especially the guilt. (laughs) At the end of every chapter, I have a section um, where I say it's pause, pivot, and plan. And that's what I'm saying. Like, just pause today and Mm. what's, what's... um, what's working and what's not, you know, what, what's not working. And Mm. then we pivot, right. You make a Mm. small pivot and then you plan a way to do that. Mm. And we, we constantly have to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like you do it once. We just constantly do it. And, and it's a, it's a good thing, right? Um, And we can can feel when something isn't, isn't working. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when when we're very unhappy or um, stressed or overwhelmed, distracted, we, we know that. And so when we feel like that, I feel like that right? Then I have to, I have to just stop, go for a walk. I mean, it doesn't need to be a big RV trip. It's just take a walk around the block and just think and and pause and pivot and plan for something different. And that's, that's the best we can do. That's so true. It's the best we can do. And we need to just like focus on that, that we do our best and we forget the rest, right? Just let it go. Like you said, yes. Pause, pivot, and plan. I love that. That's so simple, but it's something that we can just keep in our mind to kind of like. Even, I'm thinking even just in the moments when we are about to like overreact or have a mo- you know breakdown or whatever, just to stop, pause. You know, t- so like, how can I pivot and change how I'm feeling or change what yeah. I'm doing or, you know, and then in the bigger picture as well too, and then make a plan for something better. Yeah, yeah. on purpose. On purpose. I love it. Thank you so much, Amy. It's been so fun to talk to you. I know. Learn from all your wisdom. And everybody, I have the book right here. So parents on purpose. It's so pretty. I love it. 
and um, you can go and get that. And you can also go visit Amy at amycarney.com to learn more about the book. And your blog is so amycarney.com, parentonpurpose.com, anything yeah. like that. You can find her all over. But be sure yeah. to connect with Amy and um, check out her blog and her book. And you guys can start to figure out your purposeful parenting plan. <laughs> I love yeah. all the P's, right? <laughs> <laughs> and get started today and I really appreciate I want to emphasize what you said last too like that it is not too late because yes I hear that so many times from moms like it's just my kids are too old or I'm a grandma now or they're married and it's just it isn't ever too late because your parenting journey never really ends I mean yes it's different than when they were little but you always have some kind of purpose as a parent so you, you can always figure that out and always make improvements right exactly yeah Exactly. I love that. Okay. Thanks, Amy, everybody. Be sure to check out Amy. And until next time, continue to grow through motherhood with us here on Motherhood Radio. It's a lot better to do it together as we do each week here. So we will see you next time. Everybody have a good one. Bye.